Hi everyone and welcome to the IELTS VIP podcast. So let me explain what this podcast is and what it's about. So we have a group of students called our VIP students who we work very, very closely with and helping them improve their IELTS scores. And one of the things that we do for them is once a week we ask them, what's one thing that you would like me to discuss in detail on our podcast? And this is it. So it was quite an interesting idea today, uh, the student said, what does a band nine essay actually look like? And this is a very, very common question that we get from students. And we get a lot of requests who share band nine samples and show a student what a band nine essay looks like. And a lot of students think that if they look at enough band nine essays, then they're going to improve their scores. So let me tell you about a little trick that I used to play on my students. So before I started teaching online and before IELTS Advantage, I was just a regular IELTS teacher teaching in a regular school. And about every eight weeks, we would have a new class. So about, about 14, 15 new students would come in every eight weeks. And it was the first time that I'd ever met them. And a little trick that I used to play on them was I would give them two essays. So one essay was a band nine essay, and one essay was a band six essay. And I asked them, just tell me which one is which. So the first 10 minutes before I even introduced myself or said hello to them, just put the essays in front of them. And I said, with your partner, discuss which one is band six, which one is band nine. Put the band nines here and put the band sixes here. And the reason why I did that was every single time they would get the band nine and the band sixes mixed up. They would all say that the band nine essays were band six and the band six essays were band nine. So why is this and, and why did I do it? Well, when you start teaching a new class, a lot of people come in with a lot of precon preconceived ideas about how to write an essay. Even though they have signed up and paid money for a teacher to teach them how to write an essay and they've just you know, failed their test, they've got a band 5.5 or band 6 in their, their previous IELTS test, they come in with all of these ideas about how to write an essay. And it's often a challenge to really convince them that your way of writing an essay, because there are many, many way, different ways that you could write an essay, but your way of doing things is correct and maybe they are the student and they should listen to the teacher. So a great way of doing that is that exercise because the students immediately, some of them won't be able to believe it. Some of them even get quite aggressive sometimes. They're like, you tricked us and this is nonsense and this is not real. And I always just said, listen, the main challenge that you are going to have over the eight weeks is to forget about all of the things that you have been taught in the past and start learning the things that I'm going to teach you. And it really helped to break down those barriers because 95% of the students would have realized the, the significance of the fact that what they thought was a really, really good essay, a band nine essay, was actually a, a quite, a, quite a low level essay. And the essay, more importantly, the essay that was actually band nine was band six. Um, and why is that? So what I'm going to talk about in the rest of this podcast are the differences between those two essays. And these are things that we see 
all the time. And it's not because people are necessarily bad at writing or their English is bad. It's because they've picked up a lot of bad habits and they their ideas about what a band nine essay are are completely wrong, the opposite, in fact. So what I'm going to do now is go through the differences between the introductions, the main body paragraphs, and the conclusions, and then the differences in the four marking criteria, task achievement, um, coherence and cohesion, lexical resource, which I'll refer to as vocabulary, and grammatical range and accuracy, which I'll refer to just as grammar for to make things simple. So the, the, the question was a, a do you agree or disagree question. And the band six one would always start off as a lot of your essays do with some things like, in modern life, this phenomenon is very common. So it would always start off with in modern life or nowadays, and then it would put in some high level vocabulary, and it would just be like this very vague background statement. And then it would say things like, this essay will discuss the virtues of both sides. Again, trying to insert high level vocabulary and writing an impressive sentence, but the, the actual introduction did nothing at all. It was just a general background statement and then just a general statement about what the person was going to do without actually mentioning anything related to the question or their position or the ideas or introducing anything. It was just nonsense that looked good but actually served no purpose at all. Whereas the band nine introduction just clearly paraphrased the question and then had a very clear position, to introduced the topic, introduced what they were going to talk about, clearly told the reader, this is what the question is about, this is what my position is, and this is what the rest of the essay is going to look like. So what the students would do is they would look at the band six introduction and they would think, hmm, it's got a lot of the things that I've seen other people teach, like nowadays in modern life and some high level vocabulary, this must be good. However, this introduction is quite short. It's got doesn't have any big impressive words in it. And it tells me exactly what is going to happen in the rest of the essay. This must be really, really bad. So immediately they would just look at that and think, this is band six and this is band nine and get them completely mixed up. Then they would move on to the main body paragraphs. The band six essay would have lots and lots and lots of different ideas in it, maybe three or four different ideas. And it would also have lots of discourse markers, like firstly, secondly, thirdly, moreover, furthermore. So it was basically like a discourse marker and then a new idea, then another discourse marker, then a new idea. And again, many people have been taught to write main body paragraphs that way. So students looked at that and thought, that's a really good essay. That's a band nine essay. Whereas the main body paragraph for the band nine essay would have a clear topic sentence with the main idea in it. And then it would fully develop that main idea. It would fully explain how that main idea answered the question. And then it would use evidence. It would use an example to help support that main idea. So it was very easy to, to read and very easy to understand. And the students would look at that one and think, it's too simple. It's too easy to understand. It's too straightforward because they had been taught that complex means high level. Simple means low level. And it also is a, a natural reaction when you fail a test to think, I failed that test because my writing is too simple. And in order to 
improve my score, I need to make things more complex. So they would compare the band six and the band nine uh, paragraphs and they would conclude simple is bad, complex is good. And that's why they would they would choose those, um, get them mixed up and choose those in the wrong order. Then they would look at the conclusion. The conclusion for the band six essay would have lots of new ideas that hadn't even been mentioned in the rest of the essay. And the conclusion for the band nine essay would repeat the ideas. They were not using the same language, but it would summarize everything that was in the main body. And they would look at that and think, hmm, they've just repeated the same ideas. You're not allowed to do that because their teacher or some book or some YouTube video had said, don't repeat anything. You're not allowed to do that. And they would get that all mixed up. But their the band nine essay, they would look at it and they'd be able, what I said, what is the distinguishing characteristic of the Band 9 essay? And they said, we can just read it once and understand everything in it. And I said, what, what do you mean understand everything in it? They're like, oh, I can understand exactly what the person was thinking about the question. It's like, okay, that's referred to in the marking criteria as their position. Their position on the question was very, very clear and easy to understand. It's like, is the Band 6 essay easy to understand? No, it's not easy to understand because it's got it's very complex and lots of complex language. And I said, well, what is the purpose of writing? Is it to confuse someone or to clarify what you think, to communicate with the reader? And then it would be like, oh, okay, okay. So they but they would still be a little hesitant, and they would still be like, mm, but my old teacher told me this and this YouTube channel that's really famous and, you know, the guy on it, it, everyone follows his system. He tells me to do it the opposite way. And I was like, okay, let's go through the marking criteria and let's compare like band five, band six, what it says for that and band eight, band nine, what it says for that. So task achievement, it's for band eight, band nine essays. It's very, very, very clear that you've understood the question and that you've answered the specific question. It is very clear and easy to understand. Whereas a band five, band six essay, you might have either misunderstood the question or only answered part of the question, or you talk generally about the topic, but not really honing in on the specific question. And then they would look at the two essays and be like, yeah, the, the band six essay is actually like that. It doesn't really have any answer to the question at all talks a lot about the general topic and there are a lot of ideas related to the general topic but it doesn't actually answer the specific question whereas the band nine essay does it's very 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 clear how what they think about the question and specifically answers the question when it comes to coherence and cohesion uh, one of the really really surprising things for students is and a lot of the students who were trying to catch me out they would say aha but look at the band nine essay or what you say is a band nine essay it doesn't have any or doesn't have a lot of discourse markers it doesn't use furthermore and moreover enough whereas the band six essay uses furthermore and moreover all over the place and we said, well, let's look at what the marking criteria says. Marking criteria for band six for coherence and cohesion mentions that, you know, it do, they do use discourse markers, but maybe not as accurately or as appropriately as they should. There's some mistakes in there, or they might have overused them a little bit. Whereas band nine essay uses discourse markers 
without really noticing them. You don't notice them that often. They're not really there. They're only used when absolutely essential and they're appropriate and um, actually accurate. Whereas the band six essay will use them all the time and half of them might not be appropriate or accurate at all. I was actually reading, um, I was actually reading a newspaper on uh, on Saturday, and it was a it's the the Financial Times, so quite a well respected newspaper, one of the most well respected newspapers in the world. And it was a, you know, let's say a five or six hundred uh, word article, and I didn't kind of single discourse marker in it. I, I should have t- taken a photo of it and and put it online. Um, because what a lot of people have been taught is use lots of discourse markers and you'll get a high score, but like read good writing or, you know, if you're living in an English speaking country, go out and listen to how people actually speak and count how many times they use the word moreover or furthermore. They just don't use those words, maybe use them a few times in their lifetime using those words does not mean you're going to get a high score for coherence and cohesion. It means that it, it, it is not only related to discourse markers, it's also talking about, you know, did you is your argument logical? Have you logically sequenced all of your argument and is it easy to understand? Your use of paragraph, paragraphing, sorry, your, uh, is your introduction clear? Is your main body paragraph clear? Is your conclusion clear? Does it make sense? All of those things come into play and that, that's what happens when you just say, discourse marker, new idea. Discourse marker, new idea. Discourse marker, new idea. It's not logical. Does, there's no cohesion to it. It's not coherent. The, the biggest argument that you would ever have with, with a group of students will, when it be, will be when it comes to vocabulary. So many of the, of the students would look at the vocabulary in the band nine essay and say, it's too simple. It's like, well, what do you mean by simple? It's like, well, the, sh- the words aren't long enough. It's like, well, if a word is long, does that mean it's complex? Does that mean it's high level? If a word is short, does that m- automatically mean that it's low level? And you're like, oh, okay, so it's nothing to do with length. Like, well, the words don't seem very impressive. Um, it's like, okay, well, is there anything in the marking criteria that says your words need to be impressive? Say, but they need to be high level. It's like, well, what is a high level word? What's a low level word? And they would never be able to answer that question. I was like, well, you have a very strong opinion on this whole vocabulary issue, but you're not able to answer very simple questions like what's the difference between a high level word and a low level word? And they would say that we would then get to what they actually meant, which was I downloaded a list of words or my ex-teacher gave me a list of words and said that I should use big words like that. Or there's a YouTube channel that says, you know, use these five magic words and you're guaranteed to get a high score, which is absolute nonsense. They, they care more about making money through advertising on YouTube than they, know, than they do actually about IELTS. So be very, very careful when it comes to vocabulary. Nearly every single student that I ever worked with looked at that band nine essay and said, the vocabulary is too simple, which will tell you something. It wasn't actually that simple. What it was, was it was effective. It, the vocabulary that was in the band nine essay 
demonstrated that that person had enough vocabulary to talk not only about that topic, but about any topic. Because if they could talk about that topic and you had topic-specific words for that topic, that was a great indication that they would be able to talk about any topic. They didn't just you know, learn lots and lots of words on one specific topic and they get lucky. It doesn't work that way. If you have a wide-ranging vocabulary in one area, that's an indication that you have a wide-ranging vocabulary in lots of other areas. So instead of inserting lots of memorized high-level words, they were using topic-specific words to help them convey meaning. And those words were appropriate and they were, more importantly, accurate. The band six essay, on the other hand, had lots of supposed high-level words, so words that looked impressive, but they weren't impressive at all because they weren't appropriate, the meaning was wrong, the collocations were wrong, the spelling was wrong. 90% of them just didn't belong anywhere in that sentence. And that vocabulary did not actually help the writer express meaning in any way. It didn't help them actually discuss the topic or answer the question. Then when it came to grammar, the very, very distinct difference between the band nine essay and the band um, six essay. Band six essay tried to use a lot of complex sentences. The band nine essay also had a lot of complex sentences. It wasn't really about the complexity of the sentence or the complexity of the structures or the range of structures. Both of them had a sufficient range of structures and a sufficient range of tenses and complex versus simple sentences wasn't really anything to do with range. The difference was the band nine essay, when they used a structure or used a complex sentence, all of the grammar was correct. There might have been a little slip here or there, but all of the sentences had, were, were free of any errors. Whereas the band six essay, had errors in nearly every sentence. So that was the main difference. The The band nine person was, was demonstrating that grammar wasn't a problem. They might have made a, a typo here or there, like everybody does, but the band six essay, there were systematic errors over and over and over and over again. What do I mean by systematic errors? Well, they might every time they went to use a, an article, for example, you know, using the or a or no article, nearly every time there was a mistake or nearly all the prepositions were wrong or nearly all their countable uncountable nouns were wrong. They were demonstrating that they had not mastered those areas of grammar and that led to mistake after mistake after mistake. So by showing the students those two essays and really breaking down what they ha what their perceived notions um, of, of, of what was a good essay and demonstrating that in detail, it allowed them to l view the class and view the lessons with a fresh perspective. Because if you don't do that, what will happen is the entire class will just be, my ex-teacher told me to do it this way. IELTS, whoever's YouTube channel says to do it the other way. IELTS, Jimmy says to do it this way. It's like, okay, why did you join this class at all? <laughs> like, I understand that, you know, you want to give feedback and you're worried about this and all of those different things, um, but you failed the test for a reason. You joined a new class for a reason. Let's focus on how to get better rather than constantly looking to the past about what you think should be done. Um, and to to circle back, don't be looking for band nine essays. Um, 
band nine essays are not really going to help you, especially if you only need a band seven. The vast majority of people listening to this need a 6.5 or a seven, eight maximum. You looking at a band nine essay is like me going into the kitchen of a, a world-class chef and just watching them cook the most amazing food in the world. I can't go back to my kitchen and start cooking because I'm not, I don't have all of those years of expertise and all of that hard work under my belt. Or it would be like me watching, you know, Liverpool Football Club. Like yesterday I watched Liverpool play. I can't then go and play better football, <laughs> even though they're some of the best footballers in the world. That's an example of a band nine football match. Um, I can't then go and be a better footballer. Learn what mistakes you are making and improve those mistakes and then you are going to improve your work looking at a band nine essay is not actually going to give you any clues about what your problems are you're only going to do that by understanding what a band six essay looks like what a band seven essay looks like why you are not getting a seven because of the, the specific mistakes that you are making and if you think about it that way and think like change your mindset a little bit then everything becomes much much easier so that's everything on band nine essays and hopefully that convinced you there will like like anything else there'll always be people who disagree with that but you know let me know if you do and hopefully you enjoyed that and later this week and um, probably at the end of the week probably friday We'll be telling you about a new writing mini course that we will be having, but I'll give you more information on that later this week. Thanks very much. See you soon. Bye-bye.